first thing everyone's going to hear. <laughs> you, My water bottle? You saying that your back hurts. I slept funny <laughs> two nights ago, and it still hurts. It's called old. You're old. <laughs> we're old now. Like, all the way up into my neck. Remember when you were, like, 23, and you were like, I have no pain. <laughs> Not I just, really. I've I, had arthritis since oh. I was 16. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so now for Michelle. <laughs> no. Um, this is Pancake Town, the podcast. <laughs> we're going to talk about all our ailments for an hour and a half. Go. <laughs> um, I'm Emily. I'm Michelle. And we have a special guest. This is part two of our PR and marketing episode with Lori Leopold. And she's here to talk about her ailments. Fix our life. <laughs> she's going to tell those us. those as well. She also has ailments she can empathize with. Mm-hmm. Um, the last episode, we talked a lot about um, kind of PR budgets and whether or not, you know, hiring a firm is really a necessary thing, which we pretty much determined it's not. Unless you're big. And kind of just like... If I had more money, I think I I would. Yeah. Kind of having a a relative understanding, like, the proportion of what kind of business and what your goals are versus, like, how much money do you really... Like, don't think you have to spend the money that large companies are spending, but that there's a lot of things you can do on your own that you don't mm-hmm. have to pay anybody for. Mm-hmm. It's just like time and effort and maybe some product samples mm-hmm. <laughs> giving away your goods, which is always good. That's always, I feel like being free with samples and product yeah. is always good. Cause that's, you know, that's stuff you already have. You're already paying for it. It can't ever, you know, as much as it seems hard to like give stuff away. Yeah. I think it's making sure you're, being smart about who you give it to. Yes, for um, sure. Asking in advance. And if you're also sending things to media, um, like all like national magazines, women's magazines, like make sure that you, it's just not going into some empty hole because they get stuff sent to them constantly. Yeah. yeah. Figuring out if you're making sure you're sending it to the right place. Yeah. But we should, I want to talk about influencers and social media and like the, the whole environment there. Cause I think that's something that we all see on social media. Yeah. And I think as a business owner, I'm sure you're like, well, they got, are they doing sponsored stuff or is this a paid thing or how do I get so-and-so to talk about my product? Yeah. Like they're perfect. I think we'd be a good fit. Like how do I reach out to them? So I don't know. Is that something that people wonder about? Yeah, yeah. for sure. I think a lot of people yeah. see those things. They see some other product, whether it's a little product or a big company and they and they immediately think like wait why like my shit they should be talking about my stuff how do how did they get that to happen and then yeah there's so many ways that could have happened they could they could have hired a giant PR firm and that's part of their contract or it could be they literally sent them a sample or who knows yeah I think it's all over the board and I know I see a couple sides of it just because I I do get pitched because I run a beauty blog and, and I do get like, I've done sponsored things. So I've done it and I've also worked on the other side of it. So I have a lot of opinions. Yes. We like opinions. <laughs> I know. Well, we like opinions. <laughs> I think I have felt, and this is a personal feeling and my ongoing, like how active do I want to be in the blogging world and how do I want to be as a person on social media yeah. because I get exhausted from the constant shilling yeah. of like my top's on sale screenshot this outfit like you can yeah. get it oh my like sales are not like breaking news they're yeah. just they're just not and these are these are things I deal with like with with friends with like acquaintances and you kind of like reflect on yourself. You're like, God, do I? Do am that? I doing that? Yeah. And I like ask my boyfriend. I'm like, Am I annoying on social media? Like, and he'll be like, I don't really watch your stuff. <laughs> I have no like, idea. You have a blog. I don't know. And but like that's fair because there's also the thing of like people who are like kind of in the more lifestyle domain will will bring their spouse or yeah. their boyfriend into it. Yeah. 
And, no. And I don't think that's anything. I <laughs> love yeah. it when Joe is in the background of something. Looking and annoyed. And he realizes it. <laughs> he always tries to flip the bird. That's like his number one goal. If he ever sees the phone go in his direction, like, fingers up. Like, I think that's good. my mom. I was actually in Snapchat sending my mom something. Can you not do that? That's um, awesome. But I think, like, it's just a, I don't know, like, that's an environment thing. And then I think through all of that clutter, there are People. It's Nicole. Yeah, I, I saw. <laughs> we just sorry. We oh, have to stop. I saw Cody, and then we like, just saw Nicole. We all just saw a friend of ours. Go oh, yeah. <laughs> this really big. Okay, this is. She's not waving. Looking. Damn it. Sorry. No, She'll no, see us later. We may stop in a little she bit. She might listen and wave to at her. this and then be we like, "We're in a very like we're in a bubble right we're now. We're in a little bubble with a big glass wall, and Nicole from One Strange Bird just walked in with her family. That and is. We all just and we all just like look like crazy lunatics, and the guy on the other end is like, "Why was why are those ladies?" waving Wait, at me. Wait, can Cody see me? <laughs> she no, went over there. She went yeah, over there. Nice. Oh, there she is. Um, <laughs> can we wave? She won't see us. No, no, she she's won't focused. See us. God, she's so focused. She's so she's focused. Like, she's so focused. She just this worked is out. hilarious. She just worked out. She is, and she's with her adorable She's family. not going to look. That's <laughs> <laughs> too funny. <laughs> okay. We'll have to go out there and grab I her. I am so and like admiring her focus. <laughs> yeah, on her yeah I know. she's like, I'm she paying attention distracted. to my family. Are we going to edit all she this out? She's not care on her about phone. us. I love it. She's she into is, her daughter. Oh, That's what she should be doing. You know what? She's an inspiration. Aww. Okay, well, we'll say hi to her when Damn she it. leaves. It'll be extra funny when she listens to this and realizes that yeah, we that were trying her. to get her attention <laughs> the whole time. Um, yeah, so she just kind of, of looked uh, at me and then stopped. Yeah, <gasps> people not on their phones, living their lives. I know it's very admirable. It makes me very happy. All right, she's totally well, just into keep it. That eye contact. I'm gonna turn back I love around. Her. Yeah, because maybe <laughs> she'll see us and try to get our attention later. Yeah, and it'll be amazing. <laughs> we might have funny. to edit all of that out. No, yeah. well, it was it was that, that took up ten took minutes of the episode. Ten minutes? I don't know. No, it took a while. It took whatever. A Not ten minutes. Two minutes. Well, um, <laughs> so that was a real so life partnerships. moment. What were we talking and about? Influencers. Yeah, I think that um, everyone will have to have taken their headphones out for that whole thing. Like, oh god, they're all screaming. They're, like, they're all just shouting at another person. <laughs> yeah, that was painful. Um, but as a longtime listener of this podcast, you just kind of roll with it, and it's all <laughs> part of your charm. And um, I'm sorry if our I have complete a- lack of professionalism is part of our charm. Um, I got right into it. It really pulls you in. Just kind of just go, go with the flow. With go with the flow. Uh, Pancake we're town. Real. But yeah, we're real people. <laughs> Deal do, with it. I do. Um, just getting back to yeah, what were we yeah. about? social stuff. I do think that um, seeing like if. 20 people are tweeting about the shop op sale, which they are because yes, currently they've got an email about it, it. Yeah. From reward style. And yeah. I get those emails and I've never once done the like to know it mainly because I don't want to be a salesperson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to like, I don't want that obligation and that burden. And it's also, it's not my primary income. And there are some people who are like, well, that shop op sale. Yeah. If I post my favorite picks, like I'm, I'm going to get sales from that. Right. I'm going to get commission. And I don't know. I, some people probably get a lot. Some people get a little. Some people get none. Some people that think that's the way you need to behave on the internet in yeah. order to be an influencer. So I just feel like as a brand trying a small brand or or a midsize or somebody who's growing and that interaction is more precious than like a big brand being like, here's something to post about. Like, yeah. It's more one-to-one and I just think you should... Just because someone has a lot of followers and... Yeah, doesn't mean anything. No. And Sorry. Look at the engagement. I know, like, the whole, especially last month, the theme Does was... She, she's did she finally get it? Oh, yeah. No, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, we'll engage- have to tell her later that we were like, we were talking about you. Yeah. Finally. We got a thumbs God. up. She's telling her husband, those girls are on a podcast and they're talking about me right now. <laughs> Her daughter just turned around. Her daughter's so cute. Oh my god. Her daughter's so cute. Emerson. She's so she's so adorable. Oh my god, she is adorable. Okay, we're so distracted. We're We're so distracted. But babies are cute. Um, I think so I always look at like what so if someone has fifty four thousand followers, like how many likes should they be getting in the algorithm? Yeah. Doesn't mean everyone sees it and like they may have followers that 
they didn't they didn't ask to get but our spam yeah mm-hmm. they robots them, they didn't whatever um so instagram's funny that way but it's also i don't know it just you gotta go for the people that you like have a good feeling about mm-hmm. and they're yeah. there and you can find them whether it's through some good old-fashioned digging around like looking at a hashtag or if you click on the the um like the arrow next to someone it'll like show people like them yeah. oh that's really good yeah because um, then that pulls from like people who follow them and people they follow and stuff like that or yeah like similar like yeah so um and reach out i feel like there's an assumption especially if someone has a lot of followers like oh they're never gonna see my stuff yeah. i just think these are the things we put through our head i certainly do it on all sides too like oh that brand wouldn't know me or oh that person might not respond to my email about what I'm trying to pitch them yeah but that's not true because most of the things that people send are garbage like they are (laughs) they'll spell your name wrong it'll be like a canned letter or they'll completely like overwhelm you with like what they want you to do instead of being like hi I just want you to try this thank you yeah yeah and I wanted to talk to you like once a brand recently um they make brushes and mm-hmm. they reached out and she's like hey can you do a facetime and then first my first thought was like i don't want to get my phone like, <laughs> yeah a phone but then i was like yeah actually yes and she just was like you know no it was not like a this is what i need you to do it was just like oh i wanted to tell you how to use my product or like some tips and it's just nice to make a connection yeah and, and she's like i'd actually emailed you before when i was working at x brand and i was like oh my god you did and you're really nice and now like that's memorable to right. me yeah um again you, do you want to spend all of your time doing that you might not have it like but it, again going back to if your goal is to connect with people on social media or, or like get people to know who you are like set a goal like in the next month i want to talk to five people or yeah. five influencers that i admire yeah and even just reaching out so set a goal um i don't know i think that can be helpful because it's just a really cluttered space right now and i know i personally get really tired of seeing the same stuff in the same brands constantly yeah. well it's also i don't feels, know if I'm, it just well, feels some things i'm tired of too where you're just yeah. like once you see it a couple times and then you're just like, oh, I was kind of interested in that. And now I feel like whatever. Every, it's like that's what everybody wants. And I don't want to be like everybody. But it always, I don't know, the people who are who call themselves influ- influencers or tastemakers, I'm just like, you probably don't have good taste. Well, you can't call yourself that. Right. Like, I just don't. Have, do people. Have you ever yeah, heard someone for sure. call themselves? They all do. Look at the bios, like the descriptions. Yeah. The first word is wife. Why? <laughs> Yo, if you, if you identify as a wife and an influencer, you're I mean, doing you're, something you're, wrong. You're one of those, but like, I just feel like, <laughs> yeah, like I get the mother thing. Yeah, that's okay. But wife, I don't get. You guys want to know like a, a confession? Yes. <laughs> Do it. I we think want this it. is a young, like a young thing. So oh, okay. When I was okay. 25, uh-huh. and I got married, I had a blog. It's not available anymore. It was called... <laughs> Don't look it up. I'm so embarrassed. It was Do called it. newlywedwedwife.com. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God bless what feminism. Was it, about? it was all about, like, getting married. And, like, you just, like... I don't know. The irony of that. The irony of that. That was my first how, red flag. How old were you when you got married? 25. Okay. I thought I was younger than that for some reason. Yeah. But I felt like... I, I think I was, like, freshly 25. But I just... <laughs> think it's really funny but it also i think clues you into like i don't know well yeah if that's what you're about if that's what your shit's about about. then yeah certainly put put that in your bio like if you're i mean seriously like if you're if part of your content is like talking about what it means to be a wife i like cringe as i even say that (laughs) like how do you make a connection as a brand to that then like i there are other people that feel that way too and it's it's true of all the things like if i put designer in the first thing like or somebody puts mom or some you know like there are people who are like oh i'll feel more connected to that person because they also have a kid versus the person that doesn't have a kid or kids yeah for sure that's like Mm. a very yeah that's that's definitely you can definitely make a good connection but I just think you, you know, use your instincts to navigate those waters. Yeah. I think there's a lot more behind the scenes to what people share and why and, um, and sponsored content. And I think there's this expectation now that went around a few years ago. Like if I'm talking about a brand, like I need to get paid. 
Like that's the number one rule. Yeah. And there are bloggers mm-hmm. everywhere who will be like, your, your work is not free. And that is true. But mm-hmm. if you are also acting as more of a media personality and a kind of an editor of sorts, because a lot of people also call themselves editors, like then media can't, they can't get paid to right. post about you. So yeah. I think it's just really <laughs> understanding like, you know, it's fine if part of your strategy in launching a product or doing something is like, I want to, like, this person has the right target, the right follower, so I am going to work with her on sponsored content, and that can be done, but it's more of a partnership versus, right, like, an editorial, like, consideration. Mm-hmm. So I think there's some, and that's just where you probably really have to be clear and understand what you're getting into and that they know too. So if you're reaching out to someone and you're sending something, they may they, they might not post about it. They may not like it. They may not want to. Or they'll post about it and you don't want them to. Yeah. Like that lady that did the giveaway with stuff that was not for a giveaway. <laughs> oh. Right. Yeah. Actually, there's another one that I told Emily about, but you don't know about. Um, I got a Google alert because one of the bloggers was selling the earrings that she got for free. Um. Yeah. Right? Like like, she was also not selling, like, so I had given vintage earrings, but there's a um, pair that looks exactly the same in my shop that's not vintage, it, and they're $20. And so she had used that description, which is not the same. They're the not the right had. earrings. The earrings she got were $12 and have a um, but surgical like, steel did post. She, did, you, did you contact her? I thought about it. I thought I about, thought about like, it because um, it was for my so you know, that's not what they are. You're selling the wrong also, thing. Also, you're gross and creepy for selling something that was given to you as a gift. You got yeah. that for free and you now got you're that trying to make 20 free, bucks And now you're making $20 without my knowledge or permission. Also, way to go for putting Michelle Starbuck designs in it yeah. because... I found out. Yeah. Thanks, Google. I don't know. There's just, there's something to be said for like being genuine and being, and like understanding that you're still a, you're still running a business. Like the minute that money comes into play and you're accepting, you're accepting free stuff and you're accepting payment and you're accepting, you're agreeing to sponsored links or whatever it is. Like as a blogger, like, you're running a business, and I feel like a lot of them don't treat it as such. No. Like, they treat it like I'm hanging out with my girlfriends, and I'm just talking about the stuff that everybody thinks I'm, like, oh, I'm so cute, and look at this sweater I bought. Like, no, you're running a business, and you're dealing with other business owners, and you're dealing with agreements and copyright infringement and... um pricing things incorrectly or describing things incorrectly or promoting a brand in a way they don't want to be promoted. And people have decided that like me posting anything about something, they, they must like that. Like, like, well, how would you not like that? How would you not like me mentioning you or showing off your product? Well, no, yeah. I didn't give you permission to do that. And it's not about you promoting me. It's about, you didn't even tell me mm-hmm. like three of my vendors from show of hands, like had stuff in a giveaway that they didn't agree to. They didn't agree to have their stuff given away. They agreed to put it in a bag of stuff to promote show of hands and kept and photographed or linked or tagged or talked about. They did not agree to get you likes. And then they didn't even tag show of hands. So like you got, like you got, you got likes out of it. You did a following thing where you're like, follow me and be entered into this giveaway. No, I, why am I not getting a cut of that? My work and my vendor's work got you new followers and you did jack shit to promote the thing that you got that for. That's mm. gross. Like that's well, not like, that's oh, not right. You think, Thanks for showing me that you didn't want that. Yeah, thanks you for know? showing me that like, you don't give a shit you about the earrings. You not want that. That's fine. That give it free. to your friend. But yeah, give it to someone who may want it and then right. may want to know more about yeah. it and talk about it. Because like they're like, listen, everything is not for everyone. Like yeah. you gotta find. You get your all person. kinds of stuff. Yeah, and, and I know because I've gotten some of it that you didn't yeah. want. <laughs> Sell it. Like and just give it to person. people. Like you brought. 
I think one time at Lauren's, you brought like a whole bag of stuff and we all just dug through it. Heck that yeah. is the appropriate way or to get rid of things thing you don't want. Is if you wanted to do a giveaway, ask the person. Call the fucking sure. people to email the fucking people that yeah. you want to do the giveaway yeah. with and say, hey, I want to do a giveaway. Isn't that exciting? What would you like? Here's what I was planning on including in it. Michelle would have been like, awesome. These are these Tell earrings. Here's to, the link to buy them. To like me or like, like as a qualifier like, to yeah. enter. Yeah. It just yeah. But make, it just felt like, It's oh, just creepy and, and like taking advantage. And guess what? Like, I understand that most people are probably going to be like, whatever, send her more shit. But like, I, I wrote her name down and was like, I'm never, if she asks me to do something or want, like she's on she, my shit she's list. She's on your blacklist. I have yeah, a blacklist. Have anybody can blacklist. be a blogger. Anyone can have an Instagram. Anyone can grow right. it. And but like, it doesn't I'm, make them good at exactly. business or relationships. And I think that people are given like a little bit too much credit. And also like as a business owner who wants promotion and wants advertising and stuff like you you do get very willing to just say yes to whatever like oh yeah sounds great I'll do it like no look look up the blog read the blog check out what they're doing look at what they post on their Instagram feed Mm -hmm. like see if it makes any sense for them to do a giveaway with your product or have a sample of your product like they might just want free shit yeah and like that's, it doesn't help you at all to be promoted in the wrong space. Like no. that doesn't And I work. also think like you guys are all like about quality and less. And I just feel the consumption that you see on a lot of people's yes. channels is like really overwhelming. Cause you're like, oh my God, you're like borderline hoarder status. A, cause yeah. if you're constantly posting about stuff, like where does it go? I think about and is that, that too. The ethos of like what you're putting out into the world. I don't know. There, okay, so I actually was thinking about this brand. I don't know if you ever heard mm-hmm. of her, Elizabeth Suzanne. Mm-mm. She's That's from Nashville. Wait, like why S-U-Z-A-N-N. is that familiar? She's a, she's a clothing designer. Um, and I, so I've been thinking about her. I signed up for her newsletter a long time ago, and it's, it's good. Like, with the way she releases things, the way she gets behind the scenes, she works with all body types, and she's, you know, she runs an online, I mean, I think she has a showroom, in a studio, but she sells most of her stuff online. She wants it to fit people. So she's really thought about like how to, to build it that way. And she's part of this like growing, like slow clothes movement. And I'm like, I've just been really, I was thinking of like examples of other brands and it's really easy to see a brand like that has a huge marketing budget and um, national scale and history. But then I was like thinking, I was trying to think of like a small brand who like, I think there's some really good lessons to be learned. Mm-hmm. And so she popped in my mind and she does partnerships with, um, influencers, whether it's like to, for a collection to show how it fits or to support a launch or to support like this social, like kind of the 10 by 10 movement. I think we talked about it in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it all fits with like what she's putting out in the world and her clothes are, I mean, they're very expensive. Like she'll have tops for $200. Mm-hmm. And so like, again, you're like trying to grow a business where it's focused on less and things that last a long time. And you're trying to grow and ask people to invest in, in your brand. Yeah. I, know, I think she's really worth looking at in terms of um, just ideas on, on content and how to, to work with social people like influencers that actually fit your brand. Cause I think there's tons of people that write about fashion or constantly posting about clothes, but that would have no movement for her brand. Like, it yeah. would be right. like, like you're we refer to the Nordstrom sale crowd. Yeah. Because which you know how much the commission like, I don't is on the shame people. Right. That's why they that. do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because like everyone loves a sale, right? Like apparently, sale- no shame. You don't get excited about a sale, game, but yeah. but is it is it really going to matter for your brand? My, I don't think my our brands, most of the show of hands brands, fit in with the Nordstrom sale group. No, no, no. But there's, I feel like whenever I look, it's mostly that sort of thing. I, I don't know many people that do specialize in handmade blogging because there's not anything in it for them really you know 
I think there's like a, we're not set up to give them points or whatever right. it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's why finding the people that do care about, I mean, it's about values. Like what do you value as a person? Like quality and like less or custom or meaningful. Like it's about finding someone that shares that and they're out there. Yeah. Like I, you know, don't somebody doesn't want to go and get the thing that everyone else can get. And I, let's put together a list, like in the group or something. You guys, I think there's some definite like intel sharing. Like I think the, you know, like small business communities, makers. Like I think you can benefit from each other because you're yeah, part for of sure. the same like m- movement and like momentum will help you all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's oh, a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of us that do, like, collaborative product product launches and, like, do events together, like, little events together and, like, kind of feed off of each other's followings to get. I mean, Show of Hands is a huge example of that where it's, like, I'm not, it's not just me promoting Show of Hands, it's 105 other businesses that like combined we have hundreds of thousands of followers yeah and it's like all of them just posting even just once to be like hey come check this out like it just makes for more people like someone who just thought oh I really am just into this one person that makes this soap and then they go to the show and are like wait I'm actually into a lot of this yeah (laughs) and I didn't even know it do any uh the brands like team up together on like a joint collection or partnership. Yeah. There's a lot of them. A lot of them have done it where like, I didn't even know that they like knew each other (laughs) or like interacted at the show. And then like weeks later they're like, yeah, we're doing this collaborative thing. And like every time I see it, I'm just like, Oh, that makes me so happy. Like Christy Ahi making ceramic vessels and then Edgewater candles, putting candles in them and then they're selling those. And I'm just like, thank you. You guys are, I didn't even it's like I should go around and be like you should work together you two make something that I did see her candles but I yeah there's a lot of yes over Christy <laughs> I think I tag her in every other photo so um, but yeah it's like they they all can Christy. kind of they help promote each other because they that's cool we've tried to foster a good community of like non-competitiveness like people aren't trying to like even just the uh, soap vendors are posting about other soap vendors and stuff. You know, it's like they they get that the goal is for all of us to yeah. succeed and like get a broader reach to a bigger audience. And it's like, well, if my like my customers would probably like your shit, and your customers will probably like my shit. Yeah, and if, does that then evolve into like Chicago's the hub for X, like with mm. Elizabeth Suzanne in Nashville? Like Nashville's like a hub for ethical fashion and like yeah. how did she and like the other makers in that community contribute to that so like I don't know I think there are some again larger themes when you think about how do I get broader awareness for what we do outside of yeah the people that already care and listen to what I'm doing so I think just thinking beyond like yeah is Chicago a hub for handmade goods maybe yeah or for you know I don't know I mean, I feel like it's definitely, like, there's a strong maker community here that doesn't exist in a lot of other big cities. Mm -hmm. Like, it feels really small and tight-knit, even though it's a giant city. I feel like we have less events than other cities, though. Yeah, we definitely do. We just don't have great locations for events. Yeah, venues are a tricky part of that. Yeah, so yesterday, just uh, I was thinking ahead to today and talking to you guys. I was like, let me just do some Google searches. I love Google. It's like, just, <laughs> I'm here to talk about Google today. Shout out to Google. <laughs> it needs our help. But I just will often, if I just want to know things and like, I sound so dumb. I Google things because I want to know things. But just to understand like what media, what topics are kind of getting the clusters. And so I, I Googled Renegade just uh-huh. to see, like, Renegade Craft Fair. They're huge. They must have a ton of media around them. No, nope. it's garbage. They're terrible at marketing. Really? It's really bad. Yeah, they're terrible at marketing. I think they had a few random event listings, but you just think something that does have national scale mm-hmm. would have, some like, a national media footprint, and it nope, doesn't. it doesn't at all. I mean... When I search for craft fairs, they're usually on every list I see. 
mostly. Yeah, but like just no personality. Like, okay. No. I mean, not that like, listen, I go and there are makers that I love to see there and, you know, I'll, it's fine, but it's like, what is, what is the brand? Again, what do you stand for? What's they also purpose? just, can I just say like, from a graphic design standpoint, they just quote unquote rebranded. Yeah, I saw that. It know. looks exactly the same as it did I didn't before. Even know that. Well, it I think they're like exactly the same. RC now, or I'm sorry, like I'm a fucking graphic designer. It rebranding is not. Now we have a one more triangle in our graphic scheme like that but like, they've changed a lot like it looks exactly the same to me i mean even it, it feels it's very they, different than the one with the rose they acted like it was so like life changing like when they were talking about it and they were like gearing up for it and they were like new look coming soon and i was like that's not a new look it looks the same it still looks like saved by the bell opening credits well, I'm never getting into Renegade again. <laughs> sorry, that shit. Sorry, I brought it up. If you think anybody from Renegade listens to this, I don't. That's just not true. I mean, I think a, a rebrand should make people feel things. Yeah, it makes me Ooh, feel exactly the same. A rebrand as before. <laughs> yeah, meh, meh. All right, that's the same as before. I'll go. I'll still go to that because what else am I gonna go to? It's well, my people feeling. like drinking outdoors people do like right? drinking outdoors and not buying things mm-hmm. they really do yeah i mean people shop at renegade but my, my feeling still is it's about it's about the proportion that show is not to me that show is not successful because just because forty thousand people show up does not mean and i will say this because multiple vendors multiple times have told me that they make twice as much money at show of hands as they do at renegade yeah. So if if I'm literally bringing in less than a quarter of their shopper volume and people are making twice as much money, that means they're doing something wrong in a big way. I in mean, a big way. <laughs> because they, people should be making 15 grand at a show that 40,000 people come to. My yeah. sales are usually the same, which again, like there are more customers at Renegade, so it should be more. It should cost more. The same. Costs way more. Yeah, Yeah, it costs way more. And it's less hours. Mm. Right, because it's two days. It's like 12 hours versus my show's, what, 17, 18? I don't know. I don't add it up. I do, because I have to figure out cost of every minute that the show's (laughs) open. (laughs) And what, what everybody's getting. Did you do your controversial influencer stuff? Oh, I or do said you I have, have more controversial thoughts. No, I think I no, I think influencers are annoying. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> they I are. I think that's controversial. I think that's I think the problem for, is that like <laughs> for you coming from you, someone uh, who's like who is know. an influencer. Yeah. yeah. I, I hate to say you. I don't I like tell that you. Term. I just I don't know. I mean, to us like Yeah. For we sure. said it. Like, oh, yeah. Lori said to get this. I was like, what kind of mascara should I buy? And Michelle's like, buy Maybe the kind that Lori told you. Yes. <laughs> She's like, buy the kind that Lori told you to buy. I'm like, okay, I will. And then I literally that night was like at Walgreens. Like, where's the mascara that Lori told me to buy? Walgreens lady. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Who is Lori? We weren't yeah. wearing. Don't worry about it. Where's the mascara I'm looking for? We weren't wearing Glossier. No. Before you you know they're told true us. cult so i feel like the world wears glossier now as they should yeah i, like, I don't know i mean they're I like mad like, there is actually a lot of like pr and social like learning we could use them as a good example them. yeah yeah mad. like they're tons of venture capital funding but they have from day one i mean started as into the gloss yeah emily weiss ran yeah and it was a blog and she has, like, she has really good connections. She was an editor of Vogue, you know, so she had access. So she did have something that people didn't have. Right. Access to celebrities and true influential people in their fields mm-hmm. is important. But I think she's she's on the speaking circuit. And every time I see an article or a recap of a show she's talking at, you know, she's like, it's about putting the customer first and yeah. talking to them. And they don't work with like quote unquote influencers, they don't pay people to write their product, but they have really smart strategies when they launch a product. Yeah. Product like with 
the lid star and the I think we all know Beyonce was wearing. Yeah, Beyonce. Yeah, yeah. Was we could not it. not see that. Yeah, yeah. everybody. Yeah. That even got me excited. And typically, yeah, and like, I, the love stuff doesn't, but me their neither. launch yeah. strategy is smart. It's like, okay, well, who uses our product? Makeup artists. Yeah, stylists so and makeup artists. Give it to makeup artists, and they're going to play around with it. it. Yeah. And if they don't like it, they don't like it. But if, but you know, so I, I think they do a really good job building the hype, building anticipation, but also, like, I, I mean, transparency. I'm a Glossier rep. I get like a really tiny commission when you. Well, and even like, that is a genius but I thing do to do it because I use the products. I like them, so yeah. like it's a added bonus. Um, and I frankly, I don't really promote it like the links there, but I always feel a little like again to the shilling like shop my link, shop my link. Like it's like thank you if you do, but you don't have to. Like I'm yeah. talking about this because I like it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that it would be so great if that was how bloggers and influencers were like I uh, my friend Laura and I had a blog for like 10 years ago that was insanely (laughs) successful but it was during a time when we days of blogging 2007 is when our blog was like at its height like 2007 to 2009 and we were, you know, we were getting like 30, 40,000 40, unique views, unique visitors a month. Yeah, that's great. And like people would send us, like companies would send us books and shoes. What and was it? was it a life, early lifestyle blog? It was called The Scoop. It was just like the two of us. We basically, she moved to Ohio and we, when she lived here in Chicago, we were just like sharing cool things with each other. Like, oh my God, look at these cute shoes I bought. Or, hey, did you see this new card line? Or look at this cool store that just opened. And we would just like either talk to each other about it or email each other. And then when she moved, we were still doing that via email. And we both were like, we, this should be a blog. And so we actually like... WordPress wasn't a thing. Blogger was barely a thing. Yeah, like Blogspot. Uh, Blogspot was barely a thing. So we actually had someone build us a website, like built us a blog from scratch, coded us a blog where it was customized, where we each had our own little highlight things. So like all her posts said L and all my posts said E and mine were orange and hers were blue. And we were basically talking to each other. Mm-hmm. So like I would post a, a post about sandals that I wanted And then she would go and like from that same brand would be like, Emily wants these sandals, but I want these sandals. And it was, and we had very kind of polar taste levels. Like she really liked classical, traditional, like pearls and sophistication and like, you know, and I was like more punk and like streetwear. And so every time we'd post about something, it was like this other opinion. It was like the glory days. But it was not, not one ounce of it was sponsored or solicited or it was literally just stuff we genuinely found and bought and liked and then when we got popular we had to have that conversation about like oh my god people are starting to send us things Mm -hmm. what do we do how do we handle that like how do we we don't want to insult the people that read this blog because they've all trusted us that this is a genuine opinion of ours and that we're real people and we're not being paid to say that we like these shoes, but now we've been sent shoes that we didn't pay for. How do we, so then we just started being like, okay, we're so like full disclosure, Seychelles sent us these free shoes. What do you guys think? Aren't they cute? We love them. And we never once were like, we never got money. We never got paid for anything. There was no ad. I think at the very end, we started getting some solicitations of like ad, ad package things where like Martha Stewart was like, Hey, we'll sponsor your blog. And we're, and we looked at some other blogs that had sponsorship on them. And it was literally looked like the brought to you by Martha Stewart blog. And we're like, Nope, thanks. We're good. And like, could have been a turning point if we had decided to go that route because ad revenue could have paid for that to be our job, mm. but we didn't want to do Think it. Think where you could be today. Shopping <laughs> yeah. Well, but it was also, I mean, when we started our blog, it was like right around, it was like a year into like design sponge starting. Yeah. Yeah. And so we had a lot of things where like we were like posted, like, like, I feel like there was a point where like 
I was on Design Sponge a couple times because of that blog because it was like, oh, all the bloggers like kind of know each other yeah, or like so post things smaller. and we're in the mm-hmm. and everything. It was so much smaller and so much more genuine. It wasn't no one had gotten dollar signs in their eyes about like, well, wait, we could pay these very genuine thoughtful people who have good taste to promote to lie and say that they love our garbage and it was all just very like people who liked design and liked interiors and liked handmade and yeah i I think about it a lot bubble bursts and i think we're going through a really interesting cycle now so in like in the world of influencers you know there's the macro and the micro and there's all sorts of splicing of it and there's like a growing momentum towards teaming with a micro influencer less Mm. following but more influence among right they're smaller yeah and everybody's definition is different yeah but i think it just goes down to the point of like followers don't mean shit if they're if they're not real. If they're not real, right. or if they're not engaged, right. or if if you're if they're yeah, just following you because yeah, they like your sale posts. Well, and it also just I don't know. It does know. start to make. I feel exactly this way about show of hands, where I'm like, I don't ever want to get to the point where like I've alienated the very people that made the show popular. Like, mm. I want to always have that awareness of like are we still treating the first groups of people, those initial people that are loyal to us, are we still thinking of them first? Mm -hmm. And then, oh, these masses that have come later, giving them what they want, but also remembering like where you came from, basically. (laughs) Which we love that term. Remember where you came from? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I couldn't remember the thing you just said. But just like, because I do feel that like as much as you're, yeah, you're never getting into Renegade ever again. As I feel that way about Renegade. I feel that way about them where like they, they, damn it, Emily. But I mean, it's true. Like I'm not saying something that no one doesn't know. Like I'm not saying something that's like pound that nail. (laughs) Yeah. I, I don't know. I, Whatever. I feel like somebody needs to call people out on their shit. Like, why does everybody get to just be, let their shit fall away? Like, it's an important part of our community. Their show is an important part of the economy of the maker community. And, like, if we all just go, yeah, they're great. I love them. Please let me in. You're doing everything perfect. How does that help anyone? Like, I'm sorry that I have to be the one that's like, actually no you're doing things that hurt us and and essentially say we don't give a shit where we came from we don't give a shit about the people that made us exist like literally renegade would not exist if it weren't for the incredible businesses that did their shows for the first five years before they went to every other city in the country and like but then they treat Chicago like we're second-class citizens. Like yeah. they they don't let Chicago vendors into the Chicago show. It's filled with people from Brooklyn and Baltimore and Denver, and it's not. It's in my opinion, it's not right. There's several people that we know from the group that are on the wait list that should not be on the wait list. And uh, like like, I'm I will I, say I as it. a person that struggles now with lots of applications and lots of decisions have to be made where you have to tell people no and not let people in but like it doesn't make sense to me that you're le- like I should not go to that show and feel either of these things I should not go to the show in Chicago and feel like no one in the sh- like Every other booth I visit is not from Chicago. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. When there are hundreds of makers that should be in those spots. I think you should get priority if you live in the city I for the show like, that you're I in, like right? customers will appreciate that more, too. It, it, feels, it feels disrespectful to the city when you live there and you're coming to the show to discover people. And, like, yes, I agree that it's fun when there's a variety of people and there's like a couple random people from Brooklyn and oh my gosh, this person's from Pittsburgh, but the vast majority should not be not from Chicago. You should not be waitlisting some of the most 
popular, successful makers in our community. When, and then I go to the show and there are 12 jewelry makers from different cities that look exactly the same. Because mm-hmm. that means you filled those spots with people that you already filled that category. You already have a jewelry designer that makes that kind of jewelry. But then you let in 12 more that do exactly the same thing. When you could have let in this Chicago candle maker and this Chicago soap maker and this Chicago clothing maker. But instead, you didn't care. You just accept. I don't know how. I don't have any idea about their application process or how they accept people. But from a demographic point of view, I walk around that show and I'm like, okay, so I've seen two ceramics people. Oh, really? Out of four. Well, that's just an example. Hmm. Like, yeah. there, will, there will be highly oversaturated categories and then completely ignored categories in one show that has 400 vendors. That's a lot of vendors. You should be hitting all the marks. Mm-hmm. You should, it's super easy to hit all the marks when you have that many vendors. There's 400 people that'll be lined up on division. Yeah. 400 vendors. I guess I didn't realize. I think it's like 300 tents. Yeah. Cause there's a lot, there's a share. lot of people that share booths. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, 300 tents. Wait, are you still applying Michelle? No. no. Well, you wouldn't do summer. No. Um, I, yeah, I'm still anti outdoor events. And then, um, we kind of already have two holiday events locked down and there's a third that I'll apply for and hopefully get into. So I think three is enough. I'm not gonna, I don't think I have time to do a fourth one. So Mm -hmm. I guess I don't really need it. Although like I enjoy the possibility of doing the Seattle one because then I can kind of take a vacation. I don't know if I'm going to. I don't know uh, if I have time. I had a thought about so about a booth and like when do you find that like at show of hands or shows like the people that come to your booth are they like putting stuff on Instagram are they talking about it? So I don't the think goal so. to facilitate really. that more. Or? Oh, it's um, tricky because there's actually it's tricky because in general a lot of vendors don't like for their stuff to be photographed. Um, people who can be copyright, who can oh. be stolen from. So me, um, pretty much all the card vendors, anybody that makes like digital imagery or visual, like anything that can be replicated really easily. A lot of people don't aren't really jiving with the whole like, hey, take a bunch of pictures of my stuff in my booth. Yeah, but now because of Instagram, customers just take pictures without asking permission. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually get asked, and I don't care. I don't get asked. People are like, this card is hilarious. And then they just start taking a picture of it. And they're like, I'm going to text this to my friend. And I'm like, hi, can you not do that? Can you that? buy it and mail it to yeah. her? Yeah. Can you do what it's supposed to do? Or can you, like, you literally just got something for free from me. Well, I remember seeing, um, and now it's, who knows where she's actually sending it. And uh, now yeah. it can get stolen. Nerfect has, actual has signs, signs on that his say, booth that say, please don't take photos. And then he'll stand there and video someone He'll take someone pictures of people anyway. taking pictures right in front of that sign that says don't take pictures. Mm-hmm. So even if you put up a sign. It's the, it, I didn't think about that. But yeah. I it's the thing again worry. about people not yeah. having a clear understanding of like how different, how things work. And so people... the general public is just like, why wouldn't you want me to take a picture of your stuff? Like, why do you care? Like what, like you, or you can't tell me not what I can and can't take a picture of. And then you, you, it just becomes this weird interaction of like, you know, now I'm an asshole who's telling you not to take a picture of my product. But I also want to be sure that like, if you are taking a picture of it, like you're promoting me and you're crediting me. Yeah. Um, and it, I know that it's different for like somebody taking a picture of a mug or a pair of your earrings, but like when people take a picture of my stuff, it gets stolen and it gets replicated and it gets sold on Zazzle or Etsy <laughs> and then I lose money. Like it's, it's, it's like a guaranteed route of like, I've lost money when you could have just bought that card mm-hmm. and, but people don't, it, you can't stand there and like tell someone a long story about the history of copyright infringement and the internet because they're, they don't care. <laughs> they're just like, I was just gonna, I just thought that was, was funny and I was gonna text it to my friend, but I don't have $4. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's been said to me over a hundred times. Oh my God. But you can't, you know, and you're just like, well, fi- like whatever. It's a battle I don't wanna fight. 
go ahead, fine. <laughs> but like, we definitely encourage, like in general at the show, I, I just kind of say like, yes, take pictures, but tag people, give people credit. If you're, ta- if you're taking a picture of someone's booth or like what you bought, like the point of the show is we're promoting this community. We're promoting this we're encouraging these people to continue making what they're making. We want them all to have lots of money so they can keep doing what they're doing. Yeah. We want the show to be successful so that it can continue. Like, so if you're here and you like what you see and you're buying stuff and you want to come to this show again, we're going to assume that you will do what makes sense to promote, you know, do your part instead of just being a complacent, you know, Oh, I just showed up, which is why street fairs are tricky because there are a lot of complacent people there who are just there to drink beer and walk around outside. And like, they're not invested in the purpose of the event or the bigger picture or the economy. Like they're not, they don't care. I think a lot of people probably don't even know that Renegade is craft a fair thing. is Renegade craft yes, fair. Yes, I agree. I believe that. It's just another street fair on on, that just yeah, happens I to have a lot that. of jewelry makers. And there's just yeah. people that are, like live nearby and yeah. walk yes. their dogs, and yeah. so they're part of it. Yeah, but they're not. Yeah, mm. which is why the you know the indoor ones and sometimes the ones that are like one day, like those can be very successful because it's a very pointed audience. It's like you're coming is to this. Anything obvious we've missed? I have another topic that I thought of before we got off topic. We like think, to get off topic. Yeah, I think we've mostly answered all the questions that came in. So before we left the blog topic, I was thinking about how I'm always hearing that like makers should have a blog, their own blog on their website and how I've tried that like three times. And mm. after I don't post for a month, I'm like, nope, shut it down. I hate it. Um, But I'm, I read. Don't blog. No? <laughs> okay. I, I a, I don't think people really read blogs anymore. And I think the okay. resources it takes, like I would never really recommend to any of my clients, like you should start a blog. And mm-hmm. now some of them are like, I mean, huge companies or it wouldn't make sense for them. But I also feel like the goal is to get people to your website. I mean, maybe put the content you'd put on a blog, like on a product page or like, if it helps inform decision making on how to buy something or won't you like, get just, if you have a blog on yeah. your site won't you get more search engine traffic just based off of like now you have content on there that people not, might not normally get to your website because Maybe. like I'm if I'm posting about shoes why would anybody searching for shoes go to orange beautiful but now they will well, and then I they're like ooh you're supposed yeah. to like use the blog to like build the your brand story. Yeah. Whatever. Um, so I feel like I always hear that. Um, and like, there are a couple examples of bigger brands that do have blogs. And I always think they totally don't need to do this, but they're doing it. So there must be getting something out of it. Like the, um, the tampons, <laughs> like the tampons, Lola. Lola. Lola, the broad, the broad, the broadcast, the broadcast, broadcast. the broadcast, the broadcast, the newsletter from fortune, which is good. Yeah. But the broadcast. Yeah. yeah. They totally don't need to have a blog. Um, also Lumi, which we've talked about before, which is where I get my packaging. They have a blog and a podcast and they just do custom packaging. Yeah. But we have a podcast and we don't need to have a podcast. So why do we have a podcast? It's thought leadership, right? I don't know. I do it. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't really talked about thought leadership, but that is very much like the idea versus the brand or the product. So that's kind of like PR for, I mean, it, it helps you, but it's all about having ideas and putting ideas forward. So I mean, you guys so have if you tons have of them. good ideas, then yes, blog, but if you're going to have it's a blog it, where you're just don't. literally posting about your own thing all the time, that's probably no, not I think it needs to be yeah. like supplemental. Yeah. I think if it's like, I want to tell more of a story about the things yes. that I, well, so or the rationale of why I did this. Yes. Yeah. It's like, storytelling the, re- the okay. relaunch for orange beautiful's website i'm gonna have a blog okay but it's going to be mostly about show of hands mm. like it will be like i will probably very rarely be like 
like if there's something of note to announce about Orange Beautiful, like, oh, we launched a new product line or, oh, we're going to be at this event or whatever, there might be a post in there that's about Orange Beautiful. But it's mostly because I've toyed with like the idea of should the blog, if I do a blog, should it be on the show of hands Right, that's what I was just going to ask. But then I'm like, the whole point of Orange Beautiful Presents Show of Hands is that shit comes back to Orange Beautiful. Like Mm -hmm. from a marketing standpoint, it would be so stupid of me because this is not an event that I charge tickets for. The only money I get is either from sponsors or my vendors and they don't need a blog to entice them to apply to my show or promote my show or be a part of it. So the revenue that I'm trying to get from Show of Hands would not, I would not get anything out of that for it to be on Show of Hands website. So there will certainly be a link on show of hands website to a blog and everyone will just be redirected to orange beautiful, Mm. which helps me two times because now they'll, they'll be like, Oh, there's these, both of these things. And then who knows, maybe if if even 10% of those people start poking around on my online shop because it's up in the navigation bar Mm -hmm. and they're poking around looking on the blog and they're like, Oh, what's the, what's the shop? Oh, greeting cards, stationery, Like, they might buy something and then it's all just like promotion and cross tra- yeah, traffic of the hum. two things. I mean, I think if you were to have um, a blog or something where you were putting out like, so you were putting out like seasonally, like to tie in with the collections you launch, like it could be really cool if you wanted to show early sketches and talk about your mood and your inspiration. Like, I think it can also serve as like just a place to house things that you don't want to go away. Yeah. Um, Mm. but it is, but it can be a time suck. And I think you really have to really know, like, what do I want to get out of this? Is this just so people have more to learn about me? Is it kind of a, like a glorified about page that just kind of evolves with time? Well, and I kind of look at it as like an extension of what I would post on Instagram. Like if I'm just doing little cute short things with a caption on Instagram, like I kind of hate when people get all like pages and pages of wordiness on their Instagram. I mean, occasionally every once in a while I do, but like there's some people that they do that every time and it's like, get a blog. Like that's every time I see that, I'm like, just get a blog. Cause this is where, that's where you would do that. Micro blogging would be the term. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my <Micro> God. <laughs> but like, that's what I, I feel like. I feel like there's points where I want to get into like, Oh, what's the application process for show of hands. And isn't that interesting? And like, Oh, behind the scenes of like putting together new cards or, Oh, Hey, th- here's a walk through a cool, interesting walkthrough tour of, our venue and like those things should sit in a place that I can direct people to later because then it's like if I get a sponsor that's interested in more information about show of hands and what the scope of it is and why would they give me money to sponsor it and like who what customers would be coming to it I'd love to be able to be like here's three blog posts you should check out this is Mm -hmm. one about our last show this is one Mm -hmm. about the venue this is one about the swag bags we put together do you do the highlights too on insta yeah the story highlights yeah be good i kind of forget to highlight things yeah but you i mean you could do that seasonally too yeah Yeah, that's cool yeah those are nice that those stay on there because then especially for the i feel like especially for the event it's super helpful because if i get like especially these couple weeks before the show i get so many new followers because of just the you know, increase in traffic leading up to it that like, I like that those people can kind of like give themselves a little short tour of everything that's going on without having to look through all the old posts and find things. I would be curious to know what average like traffic on those are, but like I like sometimes when I go to a page, particularly a brand for the first time, like that'll be what I do to catch up on them. Yeah. You just go through that job. Yeah, I noticed I was looking at her stuff and she had like the lead up. Like, I think there's things you can do like to house your information without a blog. But I mean, if it's it's easy enough to add a tab to your website. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, my website comes with a blog function that I don't use. I don't I haven't blogged in a while either. So I think I'm just kind of sassy on blogs lately. They're good. I just think readership has gone down in general because of Instagram and yeah. because mm-hmm. of the way people consume 
content. Like I think yeah. there are, it's, it's just changed and it's not for good or bad, but I think it's how you adapt what you put out to take into account the short attention span or. Yeah. And that everyone's on their phone instead of an actual computer. And yeah. 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 Like the mobile shopping stats every year, it's like, we're pretty much moving completely in that direction. Which is terrifying. Oh, look, yeah. that's the time. That's their time. Um, do we need to like wrap up like what the most important PR essential things are like and I on feel that, like in the first episode where we talked about even just like the first step being like sitting down and kind of thinking about what you're trying to say like what like who you are what you're trying to say who your customer is I think everybody should write their PR plan because even if you ultimately work with somebody, whether it's a person or an agency or someone else to bring that to life, you'll need to be able to articulate like, what do I, what is my brand purpose? Yeah. What are my values? What does my ideal customer look like? And then where do I want to be? Like what media would be meaningful to my brand? What news do I have to share? What are the things I have, you know, cause news is all about timeliness prominence is it somebody important someone interesting so like you really do have to evaluate if you are sharing something that is newsly newsworthy based on timeliness who's involved yeah but if it's just like these are the things i want to communicate then you can put together a plan for like when the best moment to reach out to someone or make a connection is whether it's around something new or I don't know. It's National Coffee Day. Do you, are you making yeah. something for that? Like, right. What? How can yeah. the br- not true sense of time, but like fake holidays, help you? Yeah. Maybe yeah. Make I mean, outreach? I actually did that recently, and I'm not going to mention the details on here yet because it hasn't happened, and it's sort of cheating because I know the person that I reached out to. But um, baby steps. I think. Yeah. I think it's just really being able to put on yeah. one page like. This is my brand. Then these are my goals. Yeah. And this is the media that I care about. And that'll look different for everybody. Yeah. And kind of not not feeling like intimidated by reaching out to people and sending people stuff and like know that you're just going to, you're either going to get it or you're not going to, you know, like people either ignore you or tell you that they're not interested or like, you never know if you send out 20 things, like one person might, become like a future long-term relationship with a blogger or a Mm -hmm. news outlet or a print magazine or who knows. Mm -hmm. So like it can't hurt to try and send stuff out. It can't hurt to like just do a little research and send people an email or two and be like, hi, just thought I would, you know, see if you're interested. Here's my website. Hi, I see you cover, um, local makers and I wanted to introduce myself. This is what I make. Yeah. I'd love to send you some samples if you're interested in, I'd love to meet you in person if that's a possibility, like whatever, like just be real open and genuine and yeah, people will ignore you, but then you never know. Like someone might be like, Oh my God, you're exactly what I'm looking for. I was working on this piece and you're perfect for it. Yeah. Do you have expertise in something? Are you a trained chef are you like whatever your expertise is bring that out like this is what I can speak to yeah you gotta brag you gotta be able to like brag about Michelle's bios are due by the way yes Michelle's bios are due send them in oh my god I need to go home and just take my bio off because I don't want anyone to read it no I have to have it done before the first one airs so, so that, that when no one go reads look the at terrible it, one, but then I'll accept the new one. ones too. Okay. It just needs to not Everybody's suck. Everybody's interesting. Bad. If you're making something and you've launched a business, you are, you know, you're living out a lot of people's dreams and I yeah. think you got to build from there and don't compare yourself to somebody else that doesn't make the same thing, doesn't have the same budget, doesn't have the same funding structure. Like you got to do you, but I think any, anybody can kind of take charge of their message and their PR. And yeah. then when you're ready to, like, I need help or I want to work with someone, it's gotten to a point where I'm either too big or I don't have, like, it's a mm-hmm. smart investment to make. Then you at least know like 
how to drive that forward in a way that'll work for you. Yeah. Because you don't want someone else telling you. I mean, it does help when someone counsels you on mm-hmm. your brand and and your customer, but you want to be able to drive that conversation. I feel like the biggest takeaway is um, knowing that it's acceptable for the owner, the maker to contact that um, uh, editor or Sometimes blogger. I think it is and more s- beneficial. Because I think in my head, um, like my PR person should be contacting them, you know? But that would be the acceptable way to do it, not me having to do it. But just make Steve your PR person. <laughs> <laughs> contact me PR person it's actually a brilliant idea just like make somebody I've done that with Josh where I'm just like you call them because then you're my assistant or my manager or my whatever some bloggers do this their husbands will yeah be their like contract keeper or something totally works normal if you if you trust Steve to be <laughs> reaching out on your behalf I mean I could write it and then yeah, yeah. he just sends it from his email with his name on it done yeah I'm, and if something comes back I mean you do work together so you can talk about yeah the right response cool. and now that Steve I know we have to, to like next week. actually end this but I'm thinking that it would be fun to do a follow-up because like now we've done PR and we could have Joe on to do the second half of it like advertising and marketing and such Oh yeah. Does he want to be on the podcast? I mean, he would. He would. He's tell a listener. You he hates advertising. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's more of a producer now. Oh. But yeah, he works with some big brands. I think. Um, yeah, he definitely has. He has. But I feel like he knows. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. And he's mm-hmm. a listener. He is a listener. <laughs> he's gonna love this episode. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. I really enjoyed. If anyone does have questions or like, hey, I want to ask you something, like reach out to me. Yeah. And definitely post stuff Do you on the email. You can post stuff on the Facebook yeah. group or too. How would you like people to contact We can you? post something on the Facebook group. Yeah. Just be like, here's Lori from this email. episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or like I'm through into beauty on all social media. So you can always say hi that way or we can have a, you can DM me. You like DM, you're okay with DMs? Send the DMs. Yeah, okay. slide into the DMs. That That's always right. sounds dirty. It's real Don't dirty. slide into my DMs. It sounds real dirty. I didn't, I don't think I've ever heard anyone actually say that. It's because you don't hang out slide into DMs children. all the time. Really? Hmm. Yeah. It's gross. There are a lot of things I don't know. There's no rules is my takeaway. Make your own damn rules. Yeah. Do what you want to do. Yeah. Like, and know that you're awesome. Like, give yourself a pep talk, power Just pose. do something. Don't just sit around and be like, well, no one will ever call right. me back. No, they will. Just call them Everyone first. has an audience and yeah. find them. Awesome. I'm tired. Good. I have to, to nap. pee Michelle's so pee bad. The way we end it's, all of our episodes. Are we still yeah. recording? Yeah. I, yeah. I actually, I took a bathroom break earlier. I'm good. I think I, I need more Only Michelle. Only I need Michelle. a warm cup of coffee. It's freezing in here. Yeah, it's real cold in here. It's still 41. Oh, it's raining now, too. I think. No. Okay. This is enough. We need to not keep talking. Okay, we're done.